Blunt Talk Sports. What is going on? It is a beautiful Saturday uh, morning around 10.30 or so. I am driving to Denver to go pick up my daughter. So anyway, I uh, wanted to jump on and just talk some uh, uh, basketball. Um, I had a a quick conversation this week uh, with Justin Kirk, my boy. Uh, who lives in Denver, uh, we were just talking personal um, favorites as far as <clears throat> uh, NBA goes. Um, top five, the top ten, I'll just do five today. Um, so this is not like a uh, who's the best you've ever seen in your life per se, but this is more of a uh, who is your um, favorite um, basketball players you've ever watched just in your lifetime, who gave you the most enjoyment, who are you know are you going to be bouncing your grandkids on your knee telling them about in you know 30 years 40 years like who's that going to be who sti- who sticks out in your mind as the guy um the top five guys that just brought you pure um you know just pure fun um at any time and just you know if you love the game may you know inspired you because in, in all honesty that that is what leaves an impression on me or the guys who like <clears throat> came into the league and changed it in, in one way or another, or they just played the game so different that it made you want to go out and play. It made you want to ad- uh, adapt part of their games um, to your own style. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, for me, we'll, we'll start at number five. Uh, personally, number five, David Robinson. Um, the guy was just like, well, first of all, he was one of the first guys, at least in my lifetime, that when you saw on TV, you're like, wow, he's big. But when you saw him live, you're like, oh, my God, this dude, not only is he big, he's fast. You know, he can jump. Um, he can play defense. He can score on anyone. Uh, one of only four players with the quadruple double. Um, so that's always, uh, you know, rare and pretty cool feat, uh, especially as a big man that you don't see that happen very often. Um, so, yeah, David Robinson was um, – just one of those players that I, I will personally never forget. Um, I'm obviously a Spurs fan, so that was part of it. But he was the first guy as a kid. I just like couldn't believe you know he was a Spur. I was so happy. Um, the you know 70 point game, the quadruple double, the uh, MVP, um, and he just played a game uh, I'll, I'll never forget when we uh, in 2003 in the final seconds of the uh, NBA Finals. When it was finally apparent that we were winning it, um, I believe we were beating the Nets. Um, David Robinson is on the sideline, and he's just like a kid. He's like jumping up and down. He's just so excited. You know, he's spinning around it. That's the kind of stuff you love about sports when you see a guy who's an adult. And David Robinson is the most classy, you know, bring the work attitude. He's not, uh, you know, a goof. He's not, um, you know, swaggy P or something. So it was very out of character, but it was a time when it made sense. Like celebrate when, it, um, you know, you're. That was his last season, so he was kind of riding off in the sunset. So I always just really enjoyed his game. Um, so yeah, number five, David Robinson, my personal top five uh, favorite NBA players of all time. All right, number four um, may come as a surprise to some people. I don't know why it would, but um, Michael Jordan. Um, what, what what do I need to say about Jordan? It's kind of this is an easy one. Like oh yeah, really shocking. 
Um, he doesn't finish higher just because the other guys I have just affected me more personally. So, um, yeah, but, you know, as a kid growing up, um, you know, I was born in the mid-80s, so I got to see a lot of Michael Jordan. Um, so, yeah, just growing up as an 80s baby, uh, you know, Jordan was God, um, and rightfully so. The guy, you know, pulled the hearts out of so many teams that it's kind of hard to argue a case against him being the greatest. Um, I constantly uh, have to um, pick up the shield and sword for Michael Jordan online. Just We live in an era where people, like um, Kevin Durant actually talked about this a few weeks ago, people only look at stats now. Nobody watches the games, and that's what I think frustrates me most is like, um, if you believe that Jordan uh, or LeBron is the greatest, I'm, hey, more power to you. I just want to hear your basketball reasons and not hiding behind, like, uh, or um, highlights. That That's the other thing. Like, I told, I love the NBA. I love, and uh, before we go any farther, LeBron's a freak. He, uh, he's 33 in year 15, still doing it. So, you know, no one's, I'm not hating on him. He's um, still awesome. But, uh, last night, they play the Sixers, and uh, all, all I can find online is this, this uh, highlight of LeBron Duncan on um, one of the Sixers. I forget who it was. Um, but anyway, yeah, he comes down and just bodies this dude. It was nasty. But, uh, you know, into the game, the Sixers outplay the uh, Cavs, and LeBron has a chance to tie the game. Uh, or I think possibly win it, and he misses both free throws. So um, it just—it is what it is. I'm, again, not, I'm not trying to hate on just LeBron, but um, the game's pace and all the spacing has really allowed uh, a lot of things to change in the league. And if <laughs> um, Alonzo Mourning has even said, you know, one of the best NBA defenders in the '90s into the 2000s, he was like, if Jordan played today and the spacing and everything was changed, he would average 50. And I, I think that's a little exaggerated, but. I do believe that he is partially telling the truth. I think you add eight, to, you know, eight to nine points to his average um, if he played in today's, uh, you know, modern spacing. And I, I always see online that one of the arguments um, that people run to is, oh, well, today's athletes are better. Well, I, I will definitely agree with that. The average NBA athlete is definitely better, along with the sports science to go along with it. Um, all the medication, all the treatment, all the things that we know about sleep. You know, the NBA teams have taken, you know, twice the precautions that they used to, um, that kind of stuff. Um, so, again, that that's a benefit to LeBron. But, the again, the, the game has changed so much that, you know, when you drive the lane, Jordan was having to navigate through three, four people sometimes. And good defenders, solid big guys. Now when LeBron passes, his, you know, these smaller uh, guard on the, the perimeter and goes into the, the to the lane instead of meeting um, you know a big seven footer or even six ten guy you possibly go in there and meet you know a, a Draymond Green size someone not that big that LeBron's have an easy time you know with that bully ball um, I, I just I really wish that, and maybe we'll see it here in a few years but I really wish that we could see a big guy uh, come back in the league during this time, you know, a dominant force down low and see how it would translate if they would just, you know, completely dominate or if uh, on the opposite end, they'd be too much of a liability. But anyway, for Michael Jordan, uh, the guy was unbelievable. 
uh, had to navigate through some of the best, more physical defenses. Uh, I won't say the better defenses at times, but he did have to face some pretty historically great defenses on the way to six titles. So anyway, number four for Zach Baggett's uh, top five personal favorites, um, Michael Jordan. All right, number three. And this dude had such an influence on me, um, even in everyday, just like <laughs> playing at the gym. Um, I even thought about rocking the shaved head for a while, but you know, being a fat guy with a shaved head is never a good look. I don't want to look like Bobby Hill. Um, so anyway, <laughs> uh, is Jason White Chocolate Williams. The dude just had so much flair. Uh, a lot of people say that he's like the more modern version of... Um, Pistol Pete, uh, I never got to see Pistol Pete play, obviously I'm not 70 years old, um, but uh, Jason Williams, the things he did just like blew my mind as a, a young teenager, uh, you know, kid growing up, um, just some of the no looks, uh, I'll never forget uh, him crossing up Gary Payton, and then Gary Payton looking back and being like, oh damn, this, this white boy's not playing. Um, and then the, uh, the other thing that had me in the backyard in the garage for months trying to perfect until I finally got one off at a YMCA pickup game was the elbow pass, man. That, that thing, when you first saw it, I was like, wait, what happened? And then you saw the replay and you're like, okay, this dude is next level IQ when it comes to basketball. That was just crazy. And, uh, you know, he's still doing his thing. I've seen him in some pro-ams. Uh, in the summer where he'd, he'd score like 50 and just be throwing dimes, no-look bounce passes, the alley-oops, just the guy. Um, he's a passing savant. Like, there's a few guys that see the court just kind of differently. Um, he doesn't get as much credit as he should, but Larry Bird was one of those guys uh, back in the day. Bird, he, his, uh, his IQ was so high, he knew what guys were doing, you know, almost before they did it. Um, and when you get a two basketball, you know, another, let's say the other guy's a Kevin McHale, um, the high, the uh, probability of that being a, a good play between those two is pretty high, but anyway, Jason Williams, um, he didn't have the longest run in the NBA, but man, that, um, stint with the, uh, the Kings was just so fun, Vladdy Divac, Chris Weber, um, yeah, Peja, that, that was a great uh, run for the Kings, and um, I kind of wish they would have kept with Jason Williams. I don't know if there was, like, some locker room stuff maybe going on. Um, I, I don't really know all that much about Jason Williams' um, personality, you know, how he is in the locker room. But uh, I assume he's an okay guy. I've never heard anything, you know, negative about him. So I couldn't really speak to that. But, um, so, yeah, number three, Jason Williams, just the, the swag, the flair, the, the uh, court vision. Um, he was just, like, the next level. And, uh, I definitely tried to incorporate some of that into my game, even today. You can ask, um, you know, I have friends I've been playing with forever. Uh, Jake Tunney's taken tons of no-look uh, passes to the face uh, back in the day when we played high school ball together. <laughs> um, so I have tons of friends. I've hit my friend Andy in the face plenty of times as well. So um, anyway, number three, uh, Jay Will, White Chocolate, Dub C, just too fun. Uh, number two... Uh, El Contusion, a.k.a. Manu Ginobili. Um, I've just seen him win so many games. He's just been so clutch. I'd say he's a top five competitor all time, just as far as, like, what he'll do to win the game. Even at 40, 
um, I, he's still producing, still putting up fun numbers. Still, uh, you know, he had a game winner this year over the Celtics late in the game, uh, over Al Horford, a you know, bigger defender. Uh, so yeah, he, he's just always looking, uh, having ways, uh, looking to make plays for teammates. He's never been selfish. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's just been really cool. Uh, and I will never forget watching Manu Ginobili play. He's had so many moments, and he's influenced the league in so many ways. He's the first guy, um, a lot of streetballers, or at least people who follow the streetball or the handles, uh, world of basketball, know this term, but he was the first guy to bring the sham god into the league and have it be effective, not just be like a, a gimmick or a hokey-looking thing. He legit brought that flair, um, that crazy style of basketball, uh, to the league, and uh, we haven't really seen anybody else replicate that since. Um, so anyway, yeah, number two, Manu, and then number one, this one's pretty obvious for me, Tim Duncan, um, not flashy, but just played the game the right way, never complained about his contract, never complained about playing time, or asked for new teammates, never, you know, needed to go trade away an entire team to be relative, always showed up, always did his thing. So, um, yeah, for me, it's Tim Duncan, number one. Um, and really the best teammate all time, in my opinion, and the easiest guy to throw anyone around, um, throw, you know, to start a franchise with. And that is so rare in today's game. Today's players, God, look at LeBron. How many, how many teams has he gone through? How, how many rosters has he signed off on that have been, you know, just garbage or the decisions have been garbage? I love Tim Duncan. He did let his um, GM and organization um, put guys around him to be successful. So, anyway, that's my top five. Uh, I just want to do that real quick. Uh, maybe I'll do the second half another time or uh, maybe I'll uh, throw it together, you know, later on this this week and I'll throw it on the end of this pod. But anyway, thanks for listening. And then uh, you can, if you download the Anchor app, you can leave a message on my uh, account. If you go to the Blunt Talk Sports page and you'll click on one of the podcasts, below it, there'll be a message button. Hit the message button. It'll call my channel. You can leave a message, a recording, um, and then I'll put you on the pod next week. So give me your top five. Uh, Who do you have? Um, And just off enjoyability, not off skill, not off rings. Um, like I said, Jordan was my number four. So we're not going off rings or like all time. Just who did you love watching? Who affected you? You know, who inspired you to play the game? Um, who was an uh, influence like that on you? So anyway, uh, let me know what you think, guys. Like and share. Thanks for listening. I'm out. Blunt Talk Sports, what's happening? Uh, I'm going to do something a little different today. I actually, um, I've been waiting (laughs) for a while for this to take place, but uh, I got a couple other contributors who uh, I feel confident know basketball and know the uh, sports that we kind of dive into here on the Blunt Talk Sports page. Um, So anyway, uh, if you're interested in getting your opinion, your voice heard, um, there's an easy way to do it. Go download the Anchor app and then go to the Blunt Talk Sports podcast page. And if you look down, I think there's it's either at the bottom or top. You can't miss it. Uh, there's a message button. Hit the message button. Record your take. It'll send it right to me. I'll put you on the pod, and we'll discuss you know your hot fire take. Uh, today, I got Justin Kirk, um, very knowledgeable on basketball. Um, so anyway, I got him. Uh, yeah, giving his uh, his hot take and kind of seeing 
uh, what he thinks about. Um, I'm, I believe he's talking about some Nuggets. Uh, they have a big game tonight. If the Nuggets win, they play the Timberwolves. Whoever wins is in. Um, so anyway, it'll be interesting to see um, kind of what he has to say on that. And then also I think he chimes in a little bit on the um, NBA Rookie of the Year, who should win. Um, so anyway, these aren't like, you know, scolding hot, you know, 10 or uh, hour-long takes. Uh, Justin just got on, uh, gave me his, uh, his quick take, and uh, now he's going to be on the podcast. So anyway, if uh, that is something that interests you, uh, I'd love to get more of um, the Facebook page and uh, listeners, you know, leaving their messages and uh, I'd love to, uh, you know, get some conversations going that way. So anyway, uh, this is Justin Kirk. Uh, this is his take on both uh, NBA Rookie of the Year and uh, the Denver Nuggets and possibly some other NBA stuff. So anyway, uh, yeah, here you go, Blunt Talk Sports. Tell me what you think. What's good, y'all? Back at it again, the podcast, Sports Talk. Blunt, put it all in the sentence, what you got. Uh, it's your boy Jay Kirk, a.k.a. the Alabama. What's happening? Uh, this is my second hot take, man. Let me go ahead and talk about my Nuggets tonight. We got a win-or-go-home game, and we ain't even in the playoffs yet. Uh, we going against the Timberwolves. I mean, once upon a time, I'd probably look at this and be like, oh, snap, we might be going home. But I, my team, my hometown team is pretty good, man, I must say, man. The Joker got snubbed on a lot of things, but he'll be he'll get his due here within the next year or two. You know, we, we, we have a real nice squad, Murray Harris, uh, Will Barton. Shout out to Will Barton, man, coming from Portland and making us look good. Uh, Plum Sauce, uh, uh, always a fan of the Pomley Brothers, but uh, go Nuggets. We in there tonight, man, for real. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Jay Kirk, man, a.k.a. Alabama. Uh, start of the 76ers. Uh, Bucks game, and they keep talking about Ben Simmons and uh, old boy from Utah is the rookie of the year, and now it's a discrepancy because Ben Simmons is technically not a rookie. But I'm on the side of the ones that say Ben Simmons is a rookie because you never played, he never played an NBA game, making him a rookie. Yeah, he lived the life of an NBA player and all that stuff, but what's that mean? You go to the league to play basketball, not live the life. So, yes, he is a true rookie. If they don't like it, change the rule. But Blake Griffin did it the same way. Countless others done it the same way, man. Ben Simmons is the rookie of the year. Oh, well, he does that. And there you have it, a hot take from Justin Kirk, a.k.a. Alpha Bama. Uh, I like it. I totally agree with the uh, the Ben Simmons take. He is Rookie of the Year. You know, just being on the sidelines and having money doesn't really help you all that much, in my opinion. Um, you know, as far as on the court, the only way you're going to get better is being on the court. So uh, I give it to him. And just barely edging out Donovan Mitchell. No disrespect. Donovan Mitchell's had a hell of a season. Um and then uh, the Nuggets game right now, I'm actually watching, and they're just tipping off in overtime. So we'll see if uh, if Alpha's prediction uh, comes true. And just on a side note, I hate Alabama. Oh, my God. I hate Nick Saban. But just like the Spurs, you got to give them their respect. Or, you know, like Peyton Manning or Tom Brady or you know any of the greats. I, I hate Nick Saban. But, God, he's a good coach and a great recruiter. Maybe even a better recruiter than coach. But uh, anyway... Uh, Y'all keep tuning in. We'll uh, catch you next time.
we're out of here.